All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. On the road again. Sing it with me, Trick. I can't wait to get on the road again. I'm out of here. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime, and I am Gamer Dude. Welcome back to some more stories this week. This time we're talking about vacation. Who doesn't love vacation? Everybody likes the chance to get away from work, from the places you know, from the things you do. Vacation is the opportunity to just get away from it all. Now, I've talked about vacations in the past. These were family vacations I talked about when I was a kid. Mom and Dad always said, this is where we're going, and that's where we went. But as I got older, vacation was something that I wanted to do. I always wanted to take a vacation, go somewhere at some point during the year, usually the summer, because that's when we did it when I was a kid. And it was always someplace nice and relaxing. But as I got older, I realized vacation can be anytime and anywhere. It's one of those weird things that stuck in your head when you're a kid. Your parents do things a certain way, and so you slowly become your parents as you get older. So my dad's vacation was always in August and always to the beach. So for years, that was the vacation that I thought I had to take. Well, we're going to the beach in August. But then as I got out of the house and on my own and making my own money and making my own schedule, and I didn't have to rely on mom and dad to take me places, I realized I could go wherever I wanted. It was quite the revelation. Now, one of the things that my parents did instill in me was that the vacation should be fun. It should be something that you want to do. It should be something that you enjoy. It should be to a place that you like. That's why my parents went to Chincoteague, Virginia for literally 20 years in a row. That's what they liked. They liked the quiet beach. They liked no commercialism. They didn't like a lot of people. They wanted to go to the beach, sit and read, and enjoy the ocean. That was what they did. And to a large part, that's actually kind of what I like to do, too. Sometimes. Sometimes the perfect break for me is to go to the beach, put out a beach chair, put an umbrella up, sit with a nice cool glass of something, have a book, and just sit and read. Sometimes. Other times I want to go see things, do things, experience things I haven't seen before. And I've talked about other trips that I've had. One of the greatest trips that I had was Mount Rushmore. I've talked about that. The recent trip we had to Vegas and the Grand Canyon awesome trips and things that I really wanted to do. I always wanted to see Vegas. I always wanted to see the Grand Canyon. But one of the things that I also like to do on vacation is, yes, go to the beach, but discover different beaches. Don't get me wrong. I loved Chincoteague. I loved Assateague. I've described it before. Assateague Island, which is right next to Chincoteague, has nothing on it but beach, beach houses, ranger stations, and animals, wildlife. That's all there is. There's no commercialism, there's no games, there's no hotels, there's no food. If you want food, you bring your own. And that's nice-ish. But as I've gotten older, I've decided I like things a little more interesting. One of the first trips that I took to the beach without my parents was with my girlfriend years and years ago. Not Mrs. Gamer Dude, but it was a girl I was dating back in my 20s. And she and some friends had gotten a beach house at the Jersey Shore. Now, I've talked about the Jersey Shore before. We didn't go to the Jersey Shore when I was a kid. My dad did not do the Jersey Shore. The cost, the traffic, the commercialism. Now, if you've never been to the Jersey Shore, you have to understand that pretty much every inch of the Jersey Shore, except for the Sandy Hook National Park, which is part of the Jersey Shore, is fully developed. There's boardwalks, there's games, there's carnival rides. Some of the towns have 
hotels and houses right up to the water. Now, this is something that I'd never encountered before. The Jersey Shore had things to see and do aside from sit on the beach and go in the water. I just thought it was hard to get to and my dad didn't like it. So my first encounter with the Jersey Shore was when I went to go visit my girlfriend at her beach house with her friends. And that's a thing in Jersey, by the way. A group of friends will get together and rent a beach house for a week or sometimes a month if they're really well-to-do and have the time to go down there. They'll rent it for a whole month, and then they'll come and go during the course of the week or the month, and that's a thing. That's partly because the houses are so damn expensive on the Jersey Shore. It's ridiculous. But I'll get to that in a few minutes. So my girlfriend and her friends had a beach house in Wildwood, and she had a week off, and she invited me down. Now, I was working all summer. And I didn't have a week off that I could take, but I could take a weekend. So I took a three-day weekend to go down to Wildwood, New Jersey. Now, Wildwood, New Jersey is one of the southernmost parts of New Jersey. It has one of the nicest beaches in New Jersey. If you look at a map of New Jersey, there's a little point as far southeast as you can get. That's where Cape May is, and just above that is Wildwood. Now, I'd never been to Wildwood. It's about as far away from where I grew up as you can get and still be in the state of New Jersey. So I drove down to Wildwood to meet my girlfriend, and I had the address, and I was able to find it. Now, I'd never been to a beach house quite like this. We stayed in trailers, and we stayed in some beach houses. But down in Virginia, the lots are a little bigger. There's a little space around where you are. The beach house that they had rented was one of many that were literally built on top of each other. You would walk five steps and be at the next house, and five more steps and be at the next house. I mean, the houses are on top of each other because, for whatever reason, along the Jersey Shore... They let people build houses right on top of each other. I mean, you can look out your window into the living room of the house next door. That's how close the houses are. But you're also only 50 feet from the beach. You walk a little pathway from the door of your house right to the beach, and then you're on the beach. So there's a nice little trade-off there. Yes, you're on top of your neighbors, but boy, you're right on top of the beach as well. So for me, this was really cool. I could step out of the house and be on the beach awesome. Okay, so I had to put up with neighbors. But that's okay. I'm not talking to them. I'm just going to the beach. And it was great. And I discovered you can get rooms or hotels or houses literally steps away from the beach. This was a totally alien concept to me. I grew up having to drive 20 minutes to get to the beach when you're on vacation. I'd never been to a place where you walk out your door and onto the beach. And in later years, I discovered there were obviously other places in Wildwood you could do the same thing, rent a room, rent a hotel, rent a condo, and be right on the beach without having to pull the car out. And other towns are just like that. Years later, I stayed in a place called Lavalette, New Jersey, which is in central Jersey, also right on the beach. This was a beach house in Lavalette that was literally right on the beach. It wasn't a hotel. It wasn't a condo. It was a house. Upstairs, downstairs, kitchen, patio. And you walk out your door, and you're on the beach. It was amazing to me. I loved it. Well, I loved it until the year we were down there and the hurricane hit. There's nothing quite so nerve-wracking as sitting on the second floor of a beach house on the beach as a hurricane rolls in, and you can see the waves crashing onto the street. That does give you a little pause. But as Mrs. Gamerdude likes to say, quoting from the vacation movies, it's all part of the experience. But yeah, I discovered that going to the beach didn't have to involve a drive to the beach. It could be fun. You could be right on the beach. You could walk out. It was great. I've had condos right next to the beach. I've had houses on the beach. I've been able to rent hotel rooms on the beach. I love it. 
But the thing I also discovered about going to the beach for vacation, at least in New Jersey, is it's ridiculously expensive. You have to be putting money aside all year. You have to do that for any vacation anyway, but for New Jersey beach houses? Holy guacamole, it's ridiculously expensive. I haven't been to the Jersey Shore in several years because of the price. It's actually cheaper to fly to another city and rent a house there than it is to rent a condo or a house on the Jersey Shore. I spent less money going to Myrtle Beach by plane than it would have cost to take the family to the Jersey Shore. That's how ridiculous the prices are. So when I found that out, when I started pricing other vacations, that's when I discovered other beaches. I mentioned Myrtle Beach. I loved Myrtle Beach. I'd never been to South Carolina for vacation before, but I started looking at prices because that's a factor. When you go on vacation, you have to plan. You have to plan. How much is it going to cost me to get there? How much is it going to cost me to eat? How much is it going to cost me to stay? Yeah, you can drive to the Jersey Shore. That's not too bad as long as you don't mind the traffic on the parkway or the turnpike or however you get there. But boy, oh boy, the rental costs are out of this world. Just to give you an idea, and this is a few years ago because I haven't been to the Jersey Shore, as I said, in a few years, but we rented a condo for a week in Wildwood. This goes back probably 10 years. It was more than $2,000 for the week. $2,000 for the week. It took me most of the year to save that up. And then you have to eat too. By contrast, when we went to Myrtle Beach, it was $800 for the week. And airfare didn't eat up the extra $1,200. Trust me when I tell you, it was cheaper to go to Myrtle Beach. And when I discovered that, it opened up a whole new avenue of vacation choices. Plus, what I also discovered about Myrtle Beach, the sand is so different in other beaches. When I was younger, I just figured, well, all beaches are the same. They're sandy. There's something softer about the sand in Myrtle Beach. Does that make sense? Can sand be soft? Is it less gritty? I don't know what it was, but there was a comfort level to the sand, if that makes sense. Yeah, we had comfortable sand in Myrtle Beach. And then on top of that, the water. Oh my goodness, the water. You wouldn't think 10 degrees in temperature would make a difference in water. It is huge. The average ocean temperature at the Jersey Shore is somewhere between 70 and 75 degrees Fahrenheit. You go down to Myrtle Beach, you're adding 10 degrees. The ocean temperature is between 80 and 85 there. It is such a pleasant experience just jumping in the water. You don't have that shiver going up your spine as you walk into the water. You can dive into the water and not feel all of the skin crawl as the chill sets into your bones. Oh, it's such a pleasant experience jumping into warm ocean water. Oh, I loved going to Myrtle Beach. It was beautiful. So then after Myrtle Beach, I decided to look at other options. And that's when Mrs. Gamer Dude and I discovered Ocean City. Now that's Ocean City, Maryland. There's actually an Ocean City, New Jersey too. Totally different town. Don't get them mixed up. Ocean City, Maryland is a beautiful town. It's definitely a beach town. It's got all the seafood restaurants. It's got all the tourist attractions. The southern part of Ocean City has a boardwalk that stretches 40 blocks. Now, if you've never been to a boardwalk on the East Coast, the boardwalk at the shore consists of miles and miles of gift shops, tattoo parlors, candy shops, arcades, and there's usually a pier that has carnival rides, carnival games, you know, the spin the wheel and bet a dollar on mom's name coming up on the, on the wheel of fortune and win yourself a toaster. Or the carnival games where you throw the softball in the basket that never stays, where you have to throw the rings on the bottles. Those are all over the boardwalks in New Jersey and Maryland. 
And then they have the carnival rides too. You have the teacups and the mini roller coaster and the slingshot swing that shoots you into space, which I've never done, by the way. Years ago, I might have done it, but they didn't exist years ago. But they have all those things on the boardwalk at the southern end of Ocean City and at various places along the Jersey Shore. So if you've never been to an ocean boardwalk and that kind of thing appeals to you, there are lots of places you can do it. Seaside Heights in New Jersey, Point Pleasant in New Jersey, parts of Wildwood, New Jersey, and the southern part of Ocean City, Maryland. Those are the boardwalks that I've been to. And they're all pretty much the same, but you can find anything there. You can drop a ton of money if you really, really want to. But then you can step off the boardwalk and go sit on the beach. The nice part about Ocean City is if you're at the southern end of Ocean City, the boardwalk covers the first, I want to say, 30 blocks or so. But then if you go to northern Ocean City, you have the hotels and the condos and the apartments that go right up to the water. But the commercialism of the boardwalk isn't there. So you can get a room or a condo or a house right on the beach and walk right out to the beach. And that's what we do now. We've gone to Ocean City a couple of years in a row now because we do love our beach time. And we've been able to find some places on the Ocean City beach that are reasonably priced away from the noise and the commercialism. And you can walk right on the beach. It's perfect. And significantly less expensive than the Jersey Shore. We've also discovered other beaches in our travels too. Mrs. Gamerdude and I like to explore and find different things to do and find fun places that we've never been before. So we've been able to go to Florida a few times. And what we've also decided to do is not confine our vacations to August. You get to go to warm beaches in the middle of the winter. If you live in the Northeast or the North or the Midwest and you can get down to Florida for the winter, even for a week, Boy, that break of blessed sunshine and warmth. Oh, that's what a vacation is about. It takes the edge off winter. Let me tell you, I highly recommend it. If you can do it, take that break in the wintertime. Take a vacation and go get warm. Because Florida has great beaches. We haven't been to them all yet, but we have a list. So we're going to keep trying. We're going to try to hit all of the good beaches we've ever heard about. But one town that we went to that I discovered, and I don't remember what I was reading, but they mentioned Cedar Key, Florida. Now, I thought Cedar Key, well, that must be one of the Florida Keys that I haven't heard about, one of the smaller ones. No, Cedar Key is north of Tampa by about two hours. Because when I looked it up, I was surprised to see, wow, that's, that's way up the peninsula. I didn't think there were any keys up there. But I'd heard that it was a beautiful beach and a beautiful place right on the Gulf of Mexico. So a few years back, we decided to book a trip down to Cedar Key. Now, never having been there and looking at it on the map, it looked like a very small town. And I read all the reviews, TripAdvisor, Expedia, all that stuff. Yes, I do my research about everything, even vacation destinations. So we decided to take a trip to Cedar Key and we'd spend a couple of days there. And then we'd come back to Clearwater, Florida, which I'd also never been to. I'd heard a lot about it. I'd heard it's a very popular beach town during spring break. I knew friends when I was back in college who went to Clearwater for spring break. I never did spring break as a kid. I didn't have the money. Didn't have it when I was in high school. Didn't have it when I was in college. Didn't have it till I'd started working for a few years. But since I'd heard so much about Clearwater, and since we had to come back towards Tampa, which is near Clearwater, after we left Cedar Key, I figured we'd combine the trip. We'd go to Cedar Key and hit Clearwater. Now, we did this trip in February. We were hoping to have some pleasant beach weather. As it turns out... We happened to hit Florida during one of the coldest Februaries ever. Now, granted, the temperature was in the 50s, so it was warmer than the 20 to 30 degree temperature we were used to, but we certainly weren't going to be sitting on the beach in 50 degree weather. We got to walk along the beach, we got to see the ocean and the sunsets, and we got to have dinner on the beach, but it wasn't truly a beach vacation. 
But what we discovered is Cedar Key is a beautiful little town. Has a tiny little boardwalk, some shops, no carnival games like the East Coast, but a really quaint little village and one of the best seafood restaurants we've ever been to. And that's one of the cool things about going on a vacation when you find little finds that you wouldn't ordinarily ever experience in your life. Amazing places to eat there. So we spent a couple of days there in the hotel that we stayed at. I can't even call it a hotel. It's one of those old school motels. For those who don't really know the difference, a hotel is like an apartment building. It's several floors tall and has rooms on every floor. A motel is short for a motor inn. Back when cars were becoming very, very popular in the 40s and the 50s, these little motels, these motor inns would spring up along highways. And the point of a motel was you would drive your car right up to the door of your room, hop out of your car and walk into your room. So this motel that we stayed at in Cedar Key was a throwback to one of those motels from the 50s and the 60s. I don't even want to say throwback. It was one of those motels from the 50s and 60s. I think the last time it was updated was 1965. It was clearly an older building. It was freshly painted, but boy, it looked like it had been built in 1937 and just new paint put on it every few years. But it was really kind of cool. It was a quaint little place. The people were really nice. Our door literally opened up onto the Gulf of Mexico, and you could sit on the little patio by your door and watch the sunset. It was unbelievably beautiful. Did we get any Hilton honor points for staying at this little motel on Cedar Key? No, of course not. But boy, did we have some amazing views. And we were sitting right on the Gulf of Mexico, and it was an incredible thing to see. And the area was remote and quiet and pleasant. And just a very cool vibe. It was like stepping back in time to go to Cedar Key. And that's the kind of experience that I like to get when I go on vacation. Something unique, something relaxing, something pleasant, something you enjoy, and something that you'll always remember. And I will always remember Cedar Key. I'll also always remember Clearwater for a number of reasons. After staying at Cedar Key and then going to Clearwater... It's literally the difference between being out in the country and being in the big city. Now, Clearwater is no New York, of course, but it is so touristy. And here's the prime example. We stayed at a hotel right on the beach in Clearwater. I forget the name of it, but one of the chains, Holiday Inn, Days Inn, one of those. And they had the bar on the beach, the restaurant on the beach. They had chairs on the beach. So we get to the hotel. We check into our room and we decide, let's go down to the beach. Let's sit on the beach today. Let's just go enjoy the beach. So we walk from the hotel right out to the sand, and they have those long recliner chairs, the chaise lounges, I guess they're called. So we go down to the beach, we sit on the chair. No sooner do our butts touch the seat than one of the beach attendants, which I'd never really seen before. I've never been to a beach with an attendant before. Jersey Shore doesn't have attendants. Ocean City doesn't have attendants. Cedar Key certainly didn't have attendants. But this hotel had a beach attendant. And we sit down on the chair, and the beach attendant says, oh yeah, that'll be $25 for the chair. $25 to sit in a chair. I wanted to say to him, dude, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody else is going to be coming to the chair. The sun's going to be going down in a couple of hours. You're going to charge us $25 to sit in the chair? But I didn't. We were on vacation. I was trying to stay calm. Didn't want to cause a scene. So I said, really? $25 to sit in the chair? No, thank you. So we got up, stretched out our sweatshirts on the beach right next to the chair and sat on the beach. Same experience, just about two feet lower to the ground. And it worked out. It worked out. We got to enjoy the beach without having to pay $25 for their stupid chair. And what I was tempted to do at that point, there was a gift shop right across the street, one of those beach gift shops where they sold beach chairs. 
They had these little foldable chairs for $14 a piece. I was just thinking of buying one of those and leaving it on the beach after we left, but I decided not to. $25 to sit on a chair? So we learned an important lesson in Clearwater. Watch out for the beaches you go to. If they have attendance, they are going to squeeze you for every penny you have. The other beach trip we took to Florida, which really wasn't a beach trip, it was kind of an exploratory beach trip, was the trip that I took that Mrs. Gamerdude indulged me in because it's something that I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted to drive Route 1 from Miami all the way to Key West. I wanted to drive that 90 plus miles and just experience driving over the ocean because I'd seen it in movies. I'd read about it in books. I remember the movie True Lies with Arnold where they blow up one of the bridges to Key West. I wanted to see that bridge. But more importantly, I wanted to just experience the drive because I'd heard so much about it over the years. It's just a beautiful thing to see. So we booked the trip and got a rental car so we could drive from Miami to Key West. Because I also knew at Key West, that's where Route 1 ends. Route 1 travels from Maine all the way to Florida. And at the end of Route 1 in Florida, there's mile marker zero. That's where Route 1 starts. And I wanted to see that. I didn't know what I'd see there, but I knew that there was a place called Mile Marker Zero. So I wanted to see it, wanted to get there, wanted to say, I've been here. And so that's what we did. We booked the trip. We found a place to stay on Isla Mirada, which is one of the keys halfway down between Miami and Key West. And what we planned to do that week was experience all of the beaches on the Florida Keys and drive down to Key West. Two things we discovered. First of all, there's not a lot of beaches in the Keys. You would think there would be a lot of beaches. There's really not. The Keys are not great for going swimming. There's a couple of beaches on a couple of different Keys, and they're pleasant and they're nice, but there's not a lot of great beachfront in the Florida Keys. So if you ever want to go to the Florida Keys, don't go there for the beaches. There's lots of fishing. There's lots of boating. But if you want to go get beach time, don't go to the Florida Keys. But if you want to experience the drive, if you want to see some things you've never seen before, that's why you go to the Florida Keys. There's something called the Seven Mile Bridge, which is literally a seven mile bridge connecting a couple of the keys. There's the new Route 1 that parallels the path of the old Route 1. And you can stop at various places along the way and you can see how narrow and how rickety the old highway looks compared to the new highway. You can see how remote it is down there. And the sights are amazing. If you like seeing the ocean and the sky and you like the sea breeze and you just like being out in the middle of nature, driving down to Key West is an amazing experience. That was another one of those things on my checklist of vacations I have to do. That drive to Key West was one of them. And if you've ever thought of taking a cool trip, that's one I highly recommend. You can't go wrong. There's a lot to see. Just don't plan on swimming. The other cool thing about the Keys was that before the highways, before cars, the only way to get to Key West was by train. And so as you're driving along, there are parks and stop-offs that you can explore. And in these various stop-offs and turn-offs, you can find the pathway or the structures or the bridge abutments that used to support the railroad track. And so you can go poking around and see that stuff too. And it's all marked with plaques and they tell you what part of the railroad it was. In some cases, it'll tell you which hurricane wiped out that piece of the track. And it's a really cool thing to see. So if you like exploring that kind of thing, the trip to Key West is definitely worth it. And then you get to Key West and there's great seafood down there. And of course, there's Duval Street. Duval Street is very popular. It has one of the restaurants that Ernest Hemingway used to go to called Sloppy Joe's. But there's lots of other establishments to eat and drink, including many, many places where you can get frozen alcoholic 
Slurpees. And if for no other reason, that's a reason to go to Duval Street. Get a frozen alcoholic Slurpee. That will knock you down. But again, as with the other places, Key West doesn't have a lot of beach space. So go down there to eat, go down there to drink, go down there to get to mile zero, which is cool. You can get stickers and t-shirts and stuff like that. And go there for the experience. Definitely worth it. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode of Storytime. Thanks for going on vacation with me this week. Until next time, you take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.